Happy Monday, or should I say, Happy Monday, Medical Mom of NICU Day. I'm Tanisha, a medical mom of NICU to a kidney warrior and cancer fighter, plus a pandemic mom of two under two. Welcome to Medical Moms of NICU podcast, where we help NICU moms, life after NICU moms, and NICU moms of medically complex miracles worldwide navigate the medical system with ease by sharing medical mom tips, NICU resources, and medical advice from medical experts. We thank you for listening every Monday to each episode, whether you are in the hospital making powerful life-changing decisions for your miracle to thrive, or you're at home adjusting to the round-the-clock medical care your miracle requires after NICU discharge. We thank you for listening to each episode, downloading it, and sharing it with your family and friends. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Medical Moms NICU, to receive free Medical Mom Takeaway tips. Join our Facebook Medical Mom Unity to share your NICU miracle story and medical milestones you are proud of. Happy Monday, or should I say Happy Medical Mom of NICU Day. I'm Tanisha. And I just want to entitle this episode Celebrating Life Four Times in January of 2023. For those who are just listening, I thank you for listening to Medical Moms and Nikki podcast. I hope that you find this podcast helpful as I share transparently the ups and downs, the highs and lows of raising a NICU graduate, a kidney warrior, a cancer fighter, as well as a pandemic mom that had two babies back to back. (laughs) So I just want to be transparent on this podcast, unfiltered. And last year, I will say it was a beautiful year because my NICU miracle was able to attend preschool. And there was a point in this journey as a medical mom of NICU that I didn't even see my son attending preschool. I was so busy making decisions for his life and wondering if he was going to make it out of the NICU alive. And if I be honest, I didn't know when he was going to get that kidney transplant. But I knew that God had destined him for greatness the moment that I birthed him into this world five years ago. My baby boy celebrated five last Friday, no, last Thursday. And I was able to witness his growth and just his adapting to developmental preschool and just post-kidney transplant and just being able to be outside the hospital. The day came and went, as I know (laughs) every day comes and goes, but the day came and went because he was scheduled for a dentist appointment and his little sister and brother also had a pediatric appointment. But I praise God because... These were preventative appointments. And for the last four and a half years, almost five years, we've been in and out the hospital. I know a lot of medical moms in NICU can resonate with this. Where you're in and out the hospital day and night, and you don't know what the end is going to be. You're waiting in that, that waiting room for your baby to come out of the operating room, waiting for the doctor to give you the news post-op what medications your baby will need, what therapies your baby will need, and so forth. It is a scary journey. And if I be honest, I'm still healing from that journey. In the midst of the pandemic, we had our own pandemic. We were so isolated and caregiving as parents. And we were on an island taking care of our son, 
like clockwork. He had mass medications after getting out of the NICU. He had a dialysis machine. He had dialysis supplies that we had to have to save his life. And he also had therapies that he needed to go to and specialty appointments. So our whole life changed, which we were aware of the moment that I carried him in my womb, 20 weeks pregnant with the diagnosis of LUTU, lower urinary tract obstruction. But I praise God because my baby was alive. Through it all, he made it through six months of the NICU at two NICUs, Cincinnati Children's, Arkansas Children's. He's made it through 21 plus surgeries. He's made it through two years of dialysis. He's made it through a kidney transplant. He's made it through also recovering from cancer treatment. And yet he still thrives. I just dropped him off to preschool today. And it warmed my heart with joy. Because it's the simple things. It's the simple things in life. And I praise God that I was able to see this moment to take him to school, not to a doctor's appointment, not to the ICU, but he went to school today. And I was able to celebrate my 35th birthday. And if I be honest, I was struggling last year with postpartum depression. Having multiple babies is a beautiful thing, but it's also challenging. It's challenging, especially when you're not able to connect with the outside world because you're so busy with caregiving and the pandemic where there's so much restriction with COVID. And so you just feel alone. And even though you have social media, there's only so much social media you can take. There's there's only so many Zoom conferences you can have because you still feel empty because we are meant to connect human to human, face to face. That's how we were made. And so I'm thankful that I was able to celebrate my birthday. And then my youngest son, he just turned one. And you talk about a full circle effect. A full circle effect. We, I remember talking to my husband just out of the blue. <laughs> we had a conversation because our son, our oldest son, was in the hospital so much. And we asked ourselves, what would it be like to have another healing baby, another son with no medical complexities? Not to say that we didn't love our oldest son and his journey, but sometimes it gets tiring. And so we were fantasizing about having another baby boy, no health challenges, born healthy and strong. And to restore that God will give us the opportunity to restore what we we lost as parents in the first year of, of Jalil's life. And God was listening to that conversation because <laughs> after a few months, I found out I was pregnant again with my third child and he is now one years old this month he turned one and I've got to see a lot of first and so has my husband because as mothers grieve fathers grieve too and I've seen my my husband grieve in ways that make me cry because he saw his son fight for his life several times and he was trying to be strong for me
but to see him fall in the midst of his emotions. It humbles me to know that men have emotions too. Fathers and husbands have emotions too. And so I was just so thankful because I said to myself, you know, I want my husband to feel a connection because I felt like he was disconnected just like I was disconnected being medical parents from our oldest son. And so to have a another son with no issues or interruptions, he was able to do chest to chest and watch his umbilical cord fall off and change his diapers and not have to worry about his his organs functioning properly because he was healthy and strong and just being able to connect with, with him and in a way that he desired for his oldest son. There's nothing like it. And I feel the same way with our daughter. She was my healing baby. She came when I needed her the most. I was going through a lot of challenges with our oldest son in and out of the hospital and just going through a lot. And she she helped heal me. In the midst of Jalil being gifted the gift of life, there was still a lot of medical challenges within that first year of kidney transplant. And we had the devastating news of cancer treatment. And so to have have her with me during that treatment process, to comfort me, I remember being on the clubhouse and listening to the Real Moms Club, Camille Joy, and just needing that comfort and the brokenness. And the clubhouse was my therapy. It almost was the only way that I could be sane in the hospital, <laughs> if I be honest. And having my daughter comfort me as a nursing mom was really sweet as I looked at her brother getting the infusions, four rounds of treatment. So I say I'm thankful for the blessings that have come over these years. I'm thankful for my angel babies, I hold space for my angel babies, too. I've had multiple losses in the midst of having these three miracles on this earth. And for those who are listening, angel moms, I share that grief of having a pregnancy test and falling in love right away and claiming your baby and knowing that this is a beautiful, beautiful time and you can't wait to get that nursery together. And surely after you start planning for the baby shower and notifying friends and family, then you find out that you're having a miscarriage. And your heart just sinks. And for those who are listening, I want to shout out one of the resources that really helped me get through that process and acknowledging my grief as a mother, an angel mom, a rainbow mom. Rainbow Baby Mom was Sisters in Loss. The creator is Erica McAfee. She hosts space for angel moms, those moms who are longing to have their miracle and trying for having difficulty with infertility challenges. I welcome you to listen to her. I look forward to having her as a guest as I get things in order for this podcast to elevate this year. But Sisters in Loss, check her out. She has many podcast episodes as well as YouTube, as well as she has a lot of posts, educational posts on her platform on Instagram. But I just want to say 
I'm celebrating life, celebrating life because tomorrow is not promised. I thank God that I had a phenomenal dad who gave me so much wisdom, so much knowledge. And he transitioned last year in July 2022. And his birthday would have been on the 16th, which falled on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. But instead, God saw fit for him to leave this earth and to have that heavenly rest that he desired so much of because he was suffering from a lot of chronic illnesses. And he also had bipolar disorder, depression. And that is like the worst mental illness as far as, you know, not being able to care for yourself in a way because you don't know how you're going to feel from one day to the next. And I'm humbled by him being able to still be present for me as a child. He had multiple children, and he still made space for me. He still made space in corrections, being a juvenile corrections officer and being a father to the fatherless. He still made space for those who were strangers on the streets and needed money. He still made space to talk to those who were in despair. And I know that I can't feel his shoes, but I strive to be exactly who I am in Christ, and that's enough. And hosting this podcast is a step in the right direction. I hold space for my aunt. I hold space for my aunt. Who passed in December. (laughs) Who treated me more like a grandma. She treated me like a granddaughter. And she molded me into the woman I am today. To have so much confidence to talk to anybody. And to share wisdom where I have it. I remember being in the mirror and saying I like myself because I am me. She had this mirror that she would have me stand in front of and see it multiple times. She was a very active aunt, very conscious of the world. She took me to jazz and rib festivals. She took me to Martin Luther King parades and breakfasts and marches. She kept me active in the library, raking leaves, catching lightning bugs in her yard. And I look forward to passing down that legacy to my children, her great niece and nephews. But I come here unfiltered, saying cherished life, I thank God for life that was able to see chapter 35. Witness my youngest son see chapter 1. And celebrate my dad's chapter 60. Even though he was not here on this earth, I was able to donate a pint of blood in his honor and reverence to Dr. Martin Luther King Day. King Day in Memphis, Tennessee. Civil Rights Museum. I was able to donate a pint of blood. To save a life, 500 milliliters. 
and it humbled me because I remember my 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 myself being in that NICU with my husband and having to consent to our oldest son getting so many multiple blood transfusions. So it feels good to pay it forward. When I can, I pay it forward. And I hope that you listen to this podcast and you see little glimpses of yourself. And if you do, I ask that you do me a small favor and download this episode. Share with family, friends that you know are grieving, grieving the loss of themselves as a medical mom of NICU, grieving their marriage and how how it has changed and how date nights are a few a few times to to non-existent sometimes depending on the situation and circumstances of the medical miracle that you're raising share this podcast to those who are grieving loved ones whether it be a parent grandparent aunt uncle the list could go on share this and to also review it as it will help me continue to show up even in the brokenness to show up anyway to encourage someone else I I hope that this podcast will help you to value what you have in front of you that is my greatest lesson value your family because this world is so broken there's chaos everywhere there was a mass shooting in California and the world has just fallen so cherish what you have in front of you Hug, kiss those miracles that you are blessed with. Love on your husband or your partner in a way that you haven't done before. Take a walk. Go skating, go bowling. These are activities that are less than $20. If you can, hire a respite care th- a respite care assistant or home health assistant so that you can get that 15, 20, 30 minute to an hour breather as a medical mom of NICU. You matter. Take time for you. In 2023, make time for you to hold space for yourself so that you can be better for those you love. I want to say and remind you, you are more. You are more. And don't doubt yourself. You are doing the best you can with what you have been given. A great miracle on this earth. And I look forward to holding space again for the next appointed time, next Monday, Medical Mama Nikki Day. I'm Tanisha. Take care of yourself.